Welcome to an emergency pod of the FPL USA Press Play podcast. We are joining you on a Friday before the Saturday deadline because at FPL USA Bucks has triggered his wild card out of nowhere. So we're coming to you with a quick unedited pod to break down his wild card picks and really the rationale as to why he decided to use the chip. So without further ado, the man of the hour, Bucks, how we doing, baby? It's a beautiful day in Brooklyn, New York. I am thrilled to have a holy spanking brand new FPL squad to attack game week 24 and the back half of the season. So thank you for joining us. I know it's close to the deadline. I'm excited. And uh, yeah, it's time. I've used my third chip of the season now. So both wild cards and my bench boost are out the door. And now it's time for nut crunching time because these are my guys, it looks like. For the next 15 game weeks. That's that's a little scary. Wow. This is a shocking revelation here, Bucks. So I have to ask. Obviously, you weren't on the pod earlier in the week when we had our special guest at FPL Harry on. Big kudos to him. It was a great episode that Black Wolf and I held down in your absence. But tell us why you came around to wildcarding. This is kind of out of the blue for us. So just curious, what made you pull the trigger? I was down pretty bad with the stomach bug. I was in bed uh, in pretty rough shape. And my wife came to me as I was starting my journey back to becoming human again. And she was like, <laughs> you know, why don't you just distract yourself from your physical ailments by checking your FPL team? You know, that's a healthy, stress-free activity for a grown man like myself. Uh, and then I opened the app and I realized I have no playing goalkeepers. I had at least two problematic guys that are either 50-50 to be starters going forward. And I also had a flag on Gordon. So I just had a number of issues in my team. And it wasn't like a minus four. It wasn't a minus eight kind of situation. So for me, I just, I'm I'm trying to be aggressive this season. Yeah. And just curious, before you pulled the wild card trigger, how many Liverpool and Manchester City assets did you have? Because I think that's really what the wild card in 24 helps you set up for in 25 because if you can pick the three best assets from both of those teams you could really really hit some big um ceilings for those players so curious you know where you were at before and now obviously assume you're going to have six heading into the next game week right yeah so i had three i had Bowden, holland and trent and I'd always planned that I was going to bring in Jota. So I would have had four for certain. Okay. And the other side of that coin is also looking ahead to blank game with 26. I also had two Chelsea guys and two Tottenham guys. So just Ugh. all in all, my team was a little out of whack going into the next three game weeks. And again, I, I'm coming off a really strong game week 23 Kudos to you and Black Wolf for holding down the ship on an amazing podcast with Harry. I wish I could have joined. I had 89 points with only 10 playing guys because I have Robert Sanchez, who's a bum and he's injured. And then I had Matt <laughs> Turner, who's also a bum and now is second choice at Forest. So I just feel like my team could be trending in the right direction. Maybe some of my 50-50 decisions are holding them back. So I just... Rather than taking hits to solve my way out of this, I'm just going to be aggressive, clean slate, and now I have a wild card number two team to attack game week 24, which I'm really excited about. 
All right. Without further ado, let's just list out the entire squad of 15 for the listeners, and then we will take them through a journey of your selection process from the back all the way to the front. So list off these names, baby, who we got on the squad. Yeah, so I'm going super aggressive because, again, I, I want to earn the points here in the now, understanding that there's probably going to be a couple hits for me to get out of this team as I look towards the double game weeks in game week 30 and beyond. So I have three Manchester City. I have Holland as my captain. I have De Bruyne and I have Foden. I have three Liverpool. I have Virgil van Dijk, Jota, and Darwin Nunez. I have three Luton players. Didn't think I was ever going to say that this season with Adebayo, Dottie, and Kaminsky. And then I'm rounding it out with players that I think could spike points in the off game weeks. So I have double Wolves. Shout out to you, FPL Black Wolf. I'm currently on Wang and Eight Nori. I also have Alex Moreno. Saka is not going anywhere for my team. He's staying put. Estupinion, and then Ariola, good old no nipple, is rounding out my squad as my 15th guy. So that's the team right now. I'm pretty excited with how it lines up because I feel like I'm not only attacking game week 24, but 25 and 26 now. I have a clear plan to kind of navigate those choppy waters. Wow. I mean, I have a few uh, question marks in the squad to ask you about, but uh, let's just start in the the keeper slot. Obviously, Luton are going to have two doubles, so that's why you've gone Kaminsky. Just hopefully he racks up the save points and puts in maybe six points in those double game weeks, and maybe you get lucky, saves a pen, but they're obviously not keeping any clean sheets, so you're just in it for the save points and, and having an active goalkeeper. I guess the question for me is, you know, why go with well, Hold on. They they do play they do play Sheffield United twice in the next five matches for them. So I think that's that's about as optimistic of a clean sheet as you can get for the Lutonians. So again, I think game I'll week put 24, that, I'll put that uh clean sheet at about one percent. They're they're not keeping any cleans. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you right, can't that's, run that's up and fair. down the pitch scoring four four goals a game if uh, you're not going to be loose in the back is is my take there but no the, the doubles yeah. are loosey goosey loosey goosey that's uh, that's my play style in a night nutshell isn't it okay so then Ariola, why why are you going with him why are you holding the faith um he went off at halftime as a precaution but he's done that a few times this season so just curious you know are you looking all the way ahead to game week 29 and that's why you're featuring him I mean somebody like Neto is the goalkeeper I would want to start in the double in 28 who's actually a way higher ceiling, I think, than Kaminsky. So just curious on your take there. It's all about availability and rotation. So Neto is my preferred choice, but he has a pretty tough fixture in 24. Then he blanks right now. He's set to blank in 29. So that's really the challenge. And for me, the reason I have Ariola is because he has fixtures in 26 and 29 when Kaminsky is most likely not to have a game. And also, I think Ariola will be fit by then and he'll be back to being the solid first choice guy. And, you know, I think going after game week 30, Ariola will just be my keeper and Kaminsky can go fuck off. So that's that's the plan right there. All right. All right. Let's move into the back line. So I, I like the Virgil pick. 
and Alex Moreno as well. I like those two picks. Doty has been on fire. He's had the most assists in the league since game week 15. So he's obviously not giving him that massive ceiling of the 15 pointer due to their lack of clean sheets, but he is tricking, trickling along. So I do like that. The eight Nori and Purvis pick though. Tell me how you landed on those two. I know that Wolves have some good fixtures and they're rounding into form. Haven't really kept any cleans. So um, I'm curious, you know, where your thoughts are there. And the Purvis pick is stupefying to me. I I do not rate it at all. So uh, go ahead and, and break it down. This is a man who has not played many minutes recently. He's being ripped off the pitch, playing some center back, 5.1 million, not cheap. Uh, this makes no sense to me. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm not 100% sold on that pick either. I think my defense is the most up in the air at the moment. I would say that between eight Nori, Moreno, and Estupanian, I could have all three of those guys. I could also maybe have none of those three guys. Okay, so the Virgil and pick, Doty, Virgil and Doty are locks, and then the three other guys you're you're still trying to figure out. Yeah, exactly. I would say the Wolves picks really they almost pick themselves for game week twenty six. They play Sheffield United, and again, I don't want to be wasting transfers on my wild card, and that's. If I can avoid taking hits when I feel like many in the community are going to be taking a minus four, if not a minus eight in a number of these upcoming game weeks, well, then I just saved myself, you know, 10 points in the standings, not to mention the fact that I, I'm bringing in goalkeepers that are actually fit to play with matches. So I just feel like that's the that's the reason that I smashed my wild card. I could easily have just navigated it through with hits, but if I navigated with hits, I'm looking at almost a minus 20 because I'm taking a minus four each of the next couple game weeks to right set my team. So I would say right now on the bubble for my team, Purvis is very much on that bubble. He could be Gabrielle. I have a couple spare shekels. I can go all the way down to like Branthwaite and then upgrade elsewhere in my team, which I've definitely tinkered with. And it's all about 26. So he plays at home to Everton in 26, which I really like. And the Brighton fixtures are incredible. And I'm just hoping, this is really a thought that I had with Purvis. Matoma is now back fit. And we see Brighton at their best when Matoma and Purvis are combining along that left-hand side. There's some of the best in the game. So that was really my thinking there. And again, Moreno also is now potentially in jeopardy with Dean back fit. So there's... They're not picking themselves here. The The defense over this whole course of the season has been such a crapshoot. Ideally, I could just keep Trippier, but he's going to blank in, 20, in 29. So it's just tough to make it all work with the funds that I need for KDB and Holland and a plan to get Salah in too. All right. Yeah, I think there's some room for improvement on the defensive line, but some of those picks are definitely exciting. And the fact that Trent is just not fully fit, I expect him to play two out of the next three matches. And man, I mean, he could easily come off before 60 again, especially with Connor Bradley playing so well lately. At the same time, if he is fit enough, we could also see him slide into midfield with Sobos Lai being injured and he's going to be out for a few weeks. So is Tiago there. So there is a chance that you could see Trent still get minutes and gets that 60 minute mark that we all covet in FPL. But in terms of bringing Trent into a team, I would avoid. So I like what you've done 
taking Virgil and you hope for a bullet header 15 pointer, which he's obviously capable of. He's only got one goal in the season, but he scored a bunch of other goals in other competitions. So I think it's just a matter of time before he gets a huge haul in the Prem. All right, let's move to the midfield. Who are the monsters that are mashing the points for you? Yeah, so in game week 24, I'm going to roll out a 3-4-3. So starting this week, I will have the City Boys. I'll have KDB and Foden. I will be waking up like a madman at like 5 a.m. on the East Coast here tomorrow, Saturday morning, to check the if there's a City-leaked lineup, of course. But I have the City guys. I think they're both locks because I think they will be rested more in the upcoming champions and FA Cup matches where they play Copenhagen and Luton Town. That's about as friendly as you can get for kind of the cups and an advanced kind of knockout round in the Champions League to be going to, against Copenhagen, one of the weakest teams remaining. I think that spells an opportunity for KDB to rest his legs in those games. I have Jota, and then I also have Saka starting. So He Chang Wang is going to be on my bench for game week 24, but I do want to have him. I think he's a really exciting player to own. If the rumors are true about Flu being in the Liverpool camp, which it's going around right now, it sounds like. Hopefully I didn't give it to them when I smashed my wildcard chip. I might have to uh, be a little more secure in my bench guy, so I might swap Wang to Neto, if that's the case. So uh, across the midfield would be Jota, Foden, Saka, and De Bruyne. All right. I mean, KDB obviously was going to be really, really difficult for you to fit into your previous edition of your team. So that's a big reason, I think, that you've pulled the wild card here. Jota is going to be super popular because so many managers can get to him very easily. But KDB, you have to move around a lot of big pieces. So Moving from Trent and moving that money on and hopefully getting an upgrade in KDB in the double game week and game week 26 will be pretty helpful. The floozies, though, oh, man, this is this is the one thing that causes me a bit of stress just going into this game week 24 and 25 spot is, you know, if any of these double game weekers get an injury or get the flu and miss, it's it's really tough because you are only focusing on that small pool of uh, players so fingers crossed we have a full clean bill of health there and for sure and and i should say that luis diaz is in my thoughts uh cole palmer will eventually come into this team once chelsea are done blanking and i just want to have a way to have a spot where i can see slotting in at some point young min sung and sala back again and in my previous team where i had to make 11 changes from to make this wildcard draft, I was kind of priced out of that massive talismanic guy in the middle. I had Saka, but I had Trent and I had Trippier and my team was just a little bit out of whack. So now I get KDB who I want to have for double game week 25. And yeah, I can just kind of cruise in without having such benching headaches, which I was having before. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, and then the trio up front, you have a cheap asset, a Luton, a Lutonian in the mix. So what made you spring for them? I mean, if we take out their previous two game weeks, you probably wouldn't have come anywhere close to owning a Luton forward, but they've been banging in the goals and have scored in, actually they've scored in probably 10 or 11 straight. So where are your thoughts here on playing 
this formation with three up top. So it's worth mentioning about Luton that they've been spectacularly transformed in the last five or six game weeks. They've gone from being clearly one of the worst looking teams in the Premier League in the beginning of the season. And recently they've been performing like they are a team with eyes on European competitions. They're they have back-to-back four goal explosive displays, and they have an XG and expected goals of six in the league in the last five game weeks, which is massive. And I just think that Adebayo almost picks himself considering that I had Archer. He's 4.9 million. He has, I think, eight goals this season, which is crazy. He's an absolute unit from set pieces, and he's a weapon for them in the air. And I really like that pick. He could also be Morris. Morris is slightly more expensive, but has penalty kicks and has six returns in his last five game weeks. But I think the Sheffield United match is has Adebayo written all over it. I mean, they're so bad at defending, especially defending set pieces. I, I can see him getting at least one return in the game week 24 match. And then alongside him, I'm back. I'm back on the therapy couch because I brought in Darwin Nunez again. God, if if he's fit, I think he could have a party against Burnley, but so could my anxiety because he might he might also <laughs> kill a fan or two by missing the goal so badly uh, when he's like, the goal is wide open, you know, Trafford is nowhere to be found, and he just murders a kid in a Burnley kit behind the goal. I, you could see it happening. All right, it's a pretty strong 15. I think um, you have a few fringe players to sort out. I think the biggest miss here is no Tony. I would have liked to see Tony in this side as a, a punt. Obviously, they have a very difficult double game week 25 set of fixtures, but he is such a gravitational player when he's on the pitch. And I think he was almost unlucky not to get any points versus City. So these matchups versus Liverpool and City are difficult, but uh, Liverpool will be at home in the double and then they'll play away at City, which is a tough match. But I think he's somebody that I would just like to see a, a tinker of a draft with with him as your third forward because he does play in 26 and 29. So it kind of solves those riddles as well. But overall, looks very he, strong. He got expensive. Uh, low key, he went from being, I think it was like 7.5. He was just in the same band as Darwin Nunez. Now all of a sudden he's 8.1 million. Kind of like out of nowhere. He got those two goals in in the first two games, and everyone raced to buy him. And I was uh, I was kind of counting my money in in uh, in the back room here. I missed I missed that rush. <laughs> no, I mean I think what happened was he was started the season at eight million, and then he got price locked, so he could not fall during his suspension. And that's what happens a lot of times with those red flag players. And then he's just risen point uh, one. So that's the situation there. But yeah, he's expensive. Eight point one. He's going to be the third or fourth highest you know, forward in the game right now. But I'm, I'm just kind of curious if there's some uh, version of this draft, which you have him up there as your penalty taking third striker. So the way to do that is to sacrifice Saka. And so if I went Saka to Garnacho and Adebayo to Tony, that's that pretty much takes care of that issue. And again, I, I just think for flexibility, I I like having the midfield. Um, I think Tony gets points. The challenge is, is I'll be riding Virgil van Dyke and I'll be riding with Liverpool uh, to really spike 
that win. So that's not saying that, you know, you can't get points from all your guys, but if I really want to haul, I'm, I'm hoping that verge at least gets one, if not two clean sheets in the next three matches. So looking ahead, just giving the listeners a preview of what are your next two transfers going to be with this squad? I know that the big miss here is that we do not have a lot of information on the new draw for that fake cup. So that'll come in a couple of weeks. And then also looking at your team, you have very few players from Arsenal, very few players from the likes of Tottenham, which are going to be having a fantastic run after they blank. So just kind of curious what your upcoming transfer plans are heading into the upcoming weeks. And then also um, just something else to note, we've seen Watkins have a couple huge hauls He's going to be a very popular captaincy shout in game week 26 playing home versus NFO where you have Manchester City playing away at Bournemouth. So as a differential captain or even a solid captain versus Holland, you're going to see a lot of people go with Watkins. So curious to see your thoughts there. Great question. So the plan is to roll my transfer into game week 25. Uh, I don't have my bench boost anymore, which actually makes picking my wildcard draft a little bit easier actually uh, than many because I'm not thinking about sure. when I'm going to enact that second chip and how close it has to be to my wild. It's a little freeing. Yeah. I mean, regard. that's, that's the position I'm in. I have my wild card and my bench boost and I want to play those at least four game weeks in between each other. So that's really kind of keeping me hunkered down into a chip strategy of looking at wild card, you know, 30, 31 bench boost, 34 free hit, 37 potentially so uh that it is a it is an interesting way that that's played out for you so we'll see how uh it ends up but yeah just uh your next few transfers so i'll i will be rolling into 25 i will have nine double game week players uh health and fitness permitting uh, so i really like that i'm getting that leg up on most managers and then the move in 26 will be to move probably jota out and bring in someone who has a match in 26. And again, I'll probably even consider taking Darwin out at that point, maybe to move on to Tony uh, as a move to get Tony in after the more difficult fixtures that he has coming up. So that's the plan right now. I don't know exactly who my target is. I haven't gotten that granular on it, but I have the funds in place where I'll have flexibility. So this draft right now leaves me with 0.6 million in the bank. If I downgrade one of Moreno or Purvis to a guy like Branthwaite or even a 4.5 million guy, I will have one to 1.6 million in the bank. And I could get really, really dangerous with that. I mean, I would be able to potentially straight swap KDB to Salah if I had that kind of funds in the bank. So all things I'm considering, I don't really need to have five quality playing defenders. I don't necessarily love that in my wildcard draft. But just when I'm looking at it right now, those are the five picks I landed on at the moment. And I'll, I have a number of hours to continue tinkering and probably mess it all up between now and the deadline. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally think it's a no-brainer to move one of these defenders to Branthwaite, free up a million, and give you at least the option of having exact money or, or a little bit more money to go straight from Darwin to Watkins when he blanks and that that could be something that you should definitely be thinking about because again, you don't need all of these active players. Whereas, you know, the EO on Watkins in game week 26 is going to be super, super high. 
So just something to be aware of. Again, if, even if you don't captain him, he's going to be a player that if he gets another 12, 13 plus pointer, that could sink you that game week. So having that flexibility to move Darwin, who's blanking after those doubles into Watkins makes a lot of sense. So sounds like a good plan, Bucks. Well, thank you for joining us here for a quick wild card pod. I know there's lots of tinkering. You and I are going to take this offline and uh, play around with a few drafts. I'm going to plug and play your ID into FPL.team and come up with a few alternatives. But I like where your head's at, and it's a very... Very exciting time of the Premier League season here, especially for FPL as we get into doubles and blanks and chip season. So without further ado, we're going to end this pod. Bucks, tell listeners where to find us. You can find the podcast on social media at FPL USA Press Play. You can find us on your favorite podcast distribution site, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, anywhere you listen to podcasts, we'll be there to guide you through your transfer moves, bring you into the game week, and get you all jazzed up for what is to come in the weeks to come. This has been a really fun emergency podcast with you at FPL USA Ryan. I am at FPL USA Bucks. We love you, Black Wolf, at FPL underscore Black Wolf. Those are your three hosts here. We wish you big green arrows and lots of fun in game week 24 to come.